Hello and welcome to the first winter 2012 episode of the Unreported World podcast with me, Krishnanguru Murthy. In this episode, I visit the USA to meet the conservative talk radio hosts in swing states to ask what power these voices from the right have in the US election. I join them on air, meet their listeners and find them completely mistrustful of the mainstream media. Get ready for South Florida's most heavily armed talk show host. It's a Joyce Kaplan show, live and local on South Florida's Big Talk 850. The enemy is radical Islam. The enemy is forceful. They are not savages. They are intelligent and they are out to kill us. I arrived in America as US embassies in the Middle East had been attacked and the ambassador in Libya murdered. On the Joyce Kaufman show, the airwaves were crackling with anger. There's only one answer to the murder of four Americans in Libya yesterday, and that's the slaughter of 400. So we're looking for Joyce's radio station, which is somewhere around here. Plenty of people believe that we should be dividing wealth. And if you feel that way, you've got the greatest guy on earth sitting in the White House. You ought to support him wholeheartedly. That being said, what a dumb philosophy that is. So Joyce has asked me to go on air with her now and, well, not co-present the show, but be on it with her. We'll see how it goes. The embassy attacks had fueled one of conservative talk radio's favourite themes, the threat to America from Islam. And I love when people say, well, it's a very small number of people that engage in this kind of behaviour or that believe this. Well, if that's true, where's the outrage on the part of all the other Muslims whose religion has been hijacked? In the US, talk radio is unfettered by rules on political bias or balance. So Joyce can be as anti-anything as she wants, and she exploits her freedom of speech. Okay, we're back. Big Talk 850 WFTL in the studio. Christian, I don't know your last name. Guru Murphy. Never Um, mind. Christian's in the studio (laughs) with a very long last name. We're looking at the impact of talk radio on these elections uh, and, and what's really making people fired up. Well, we don't claim to be unbiased on this program. I am fair but unbalanced, and I, and I say that right on my business card. Um, I, I'm here to represent a, a whole group of people that haven't had a voice for a very long time. And you don't have this, really, for the most part in the UK, uh, uh, you know, the sort of uh, uh, wild, wild west talk radio. The rules are completely different in Britain. We, we couldn't go on air and just espouse a political view the way you do and say, this is what I think. Uh, we, we have rules that say we have to be duly impartial. Gosh, I couldn't survive in that environment. I really couldn't. I think that's why we had a revolution. Presidential campaign. Across the country, talk radio has over 50 million listeners, and 80% of the hosts are conservatives. They're a powerful political force. People in society have been led by religious leaders and by politicians. These days, they're also being led in the way they think by broadcasters. No, I think we're there to confirm or argue against their beliefs. I don't think we establish their beliefs. That's the difference. Joyce, the last time I was on, you hung up on me. You called me an atheist. Well, I'm not an atheist. I'm an agnostic. Okay. Well, okay. well thank you for setting so, the record straight. I knew you so didn't I- believe in God as a result of our conversation. You want to talk about religion? Okay. No, I don't want to talk about religion. I don't know why you call. You know, you're rudely, you hang up on me. 
I just did it again. The Joyce Kaplan Show. The next day, a huge story broke. The Republican Mitt Romney had been secretly filmed at a Florida dinner saying 47% of Americans don't pay income tax and depend on handouts. Joyce was actually at the event with Romney. He's since said his words were completely wrong, but Joyce thought he was right. I have no question in my mind that there are 47% of people who would vote for Barack Obama regardless, who believe that they're entitled to health care, to food, to housing, to you name it. Where's the lie? Where's the despicable nature of that? That's true. We've created economic slaves in this country who believe they're entitled to everything. If you take this 47% figure, which is the number of people Mitt Romney says don't pay income tax, it is true, but it's only a fraction of the truth because all of those people also pay social security and other welfare payments. They do pay tax. But the talk radio hosts don't talk about that. They don't mention it. So it's quite easy to forget what the actual truth is. Joyce invited me for dinner, and I was in for a surprise. Her website says she's a Puerto Rican, Jewish, divorced former actress who thinks relationships are more trouble than they're worth. Hey, how are you doing? I'm good. I wasn't sure what to bring, but I brought some chocolates. If you know me, you know cho- chocolate is the thing to bring. <laughs> Billy, come here. I want you to meet Christian. Hello, hi. Christian, how are you? How are you doing? Very so nice to meet you. Pleasure. Yeah. I've heard a lot about your visit. But, but Joy, I'm confused because Joyce on the, on the website, don't you say something about you've given up on relationships? And I have. I thought you were single. I think men like the, um, the mystery. <laughs> you know, they want to listen and think that I'm available. And, and women want to think that I'm tough and taking care of myself and not dependent on a man. I, She's a ball of fire, man. I guess if you've been around her, you've been On the air, yeah. 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 Put, put pussy cat at home, clearly. The sort of a, the Jekyll and Hyde. Nobody could maintain that level of, well, first of all, the energy that I expend in radio. It's impossible to, to do that at my age all day long. And I spend a lot of my time in ugly. You Being know? angry. Politics is ugly. I don't know that I'm angry. I think that what, I think that, that the, the part of radio that's magic is that it exaggerates the emotion. I'm not as angry as I sound. You look I've quite angry when you're doing it. Some, because some I think that's the way, it's kind of like musical theater. Nobody really goes, hello, Dolly. But uh, in musical theater, you make it very big because it's entertaining. Billy, are you going to come eat? You want to say the prayer, honey? Absolutely. Dear Lord, humble our hearts and make us truly thankful for these blessings we are about to receive for the nourishment of our bodies, that our bodies would do your will. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I was thinking... I told Joyce what I thought about her being selective with the facts. We spent a lot of dinner arguing about how she'd covered Mitt Romney's remarks. 47% of Americans do not pay federal income tax. That's a fact. That is a fact. That is but a within fact. that fact mm-hmm. is, is a deeper truth about who those 47% really are. And... And, and by just presenting Why in a that, country like America do 47% of the people are I- either in the position where they can't pay it because they're so... Because there are low-paid jobs. Everybody can't have a six-figure salary, can they? Yeah, we went round in circles for hours. Sorry, There's Billy. No but we also discussed the cost of being so controversial. The price you have to pay for this is uh, threats to your personal safety, mm-hmm. death threats. Mm-hmm. You will get some people very angry 
and some of them will be angry enough to threaten you. Maybe some of them are angry enough to hurt you. I mean, you have to take precautions. For two years, I had a bodyguard everywhere I went. But um, do I feel scared? Not really. I I'm prepared. I'm very alert. I go into public places. I sit in, 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 in a way that I can see the door. I, um, I'm confident. I'm, I'm, I'm a practiced marksman. You must have had times when you'd thought, what on earth am I doing? You know, I'm going on, I'm going on a, a local radio station and I'm getting death threats for talking. There's, a, there's sort of an understanding among all of us that if, if you're not making people angry, you're probably not working hard enough. So at some level, I accept that. It goes with the territory. Although talk radio in America is overwhelmingly conservative, there are some who walk on the other side of public opinion. I went in search of this endangered species in the mountains of Colorado until I found a liberal talk radio host. The Rundown with David Sirota on Talk Radio 630. k It obviously makes you angry to acknowledge the reality of racism in America because acknowledging it makes you look in the mirror a little bit. I don't dislike you at all, but I don't agree with you. what you're saying about insecure white men. Where is that crap coming from? What do you, what do you mean? Where is David Sirota works at the Denver HQ of Clear Channel, the giant of American radio with 850 stations. On 6.30 KHOW, David's the only Democrat on air. Sometimes I feel like a circus act. Uh, there's a circus going on, let's bring out the, the, this act and, and to get everybody riled up. When I first started doing this show, you could almost hear people's heads explode. The, the, these were listeners who had literally never heard an unvarnished opinion that wasn't a pro-Republican, pro-conservative opinion. Is racism going to be a factor in this election? DJ, you're on 630 KHO. Hello. It seems to me that you guys are the ones that are always bringing the racism card up all the time. Who, who's, okay? who, who's you guys? Yeah, you who know, the, you guys? the liberals. The, the liberals. That's who you guys are. You guys use the racism card way more than we ever will. We got, you know, mostly conservative callers, and they're, mostly, they're, they're, they're pretty hostile to yeah. David. <laughs> With passions high, David's producer John is always on the alert. Freedom of speech in America does have limits, and on the radio it's bad language. What happens if a caller swears? We have a couple different ways to drop the last 15 seconds and it picks it up live. You can say um, Muslims should be bombed, but you can't say tits. Yes. And you can say uh, gays should be strung up, mm -hmm. but you can't say cock. Right. That's a bit weird, isn't it? Yeah, it, it, is a, it is a little <laughs> bit weird. Coming it's coming from people like you who that are, who are, con who are constant, constantly complaining that, that African Americans are bringing up the fact oh, that racism exists in this no, country. I met David the next day for coffee. He argues being openly biased on the radio is more honest. It's the theory of a, of a court case. In American courts, the prosecution puts forward its most vigorous case, the defense puts together its most vigorous defense, and theoretically, the back and forth is supposed to get you closer to the ultimate truth. Now, the problem is, of course, in practice, if one side has more of the volume than the other, 
then you're not necessarily getting to that equilibrium of where truth is. That's the downside and the risk. There is something to be said for the idea that people here just wear their views and their hearts on their sleeve. And so you don't have to read between the lines here. Uh, and maybe that is uh, an easier to read truth than the one that we, we try and give people at home. There's so much conservative talk radio and the volume is so loud, many believe it's pushing the Republican Party to the right, especially on social issues. In Washington, one of the biggest annual events for Christian conservatives is the Values Voter Summit. Are you ready to get your values on? So this is what a bunch of racist, homophobic, hate-mongering, domestic Christian terrorists look like. My kind of crowd, huh? These people believe they're on the front line in a battle to save the greatest nation on earth and the values that created it. Here's your host, Brian Fisher. Hi, welcome to this Washington edition of Focal Point on AFR. Doing his show from the summit was Brian Fisher, one of the most influential Christian right talk radio hosts in America. His pronouncements at these gatherings often reverberate across the media. Of course, everybody's talking about this crisis in the Middle East. A former pastor, he now reaches a million listeners nationwide. Still gripped by the U.S. embassy attacks, his show was a provocative, Islamophobic diatribe. This ultimately is the battle of the gods. This is a conflict between the God of the Bible, the God of the Judeo-Christian tradition, and the God of the Quran. Oh, wow, thank you so much. Hey. Wowing the crowd, the Republican vice presidential candidate, Paul Ryan, Truth is, many conservatives on and off the radio prefer this man to his boss, Mitt Romney, because it's Ryan who speaks their language on the issues, like abortion. Every child has a place and purpose in this world. Everyone counts. And in a just society, the law should stand on the side of life. Thank you. And after abortion, their big fear is what gay marriage will do to America. I think it will definitely not stop at uh, same-sex marriage, but it will necessarily lead to other deviant forms of marriage, such as uh, polygamy, uh, incest. And everyone I spoke to thought the mainstream media was deeply biased against them. Though as Brent Bozell from the Media Research Center made clear, they hate the idea of media regulation even more. I don't want any kind of control over the press. So you would rather America. have biased media? I would rather have a free media. I would look, look, it's a preposterous, it's a preposterous position that you're taking. I'm not taking a position. I'm just asking you what, what, what You're not position, taking a position. What position do you think I'm taking? Let me guess here. A left-wing position? In what in what way is it left wing? No. What, why why won't you simply acknowledge your own biases? No, you, t you tell me why, what you think it why is. Why won't you acknowledge your own biases? I, I don't accept that I am. I, I have a I know, position. I know. I know. I know. It is the arrogance, the arrogance of the press, and you'll edit this out. The arrogance of the press that you believe that you believe that you are the judgment of truth, and how dare you be questioned? No, no. That that will be edited out. <laughs> Won't it? Won't it? Tell me, tell me. What, would, what do you think is possible and what would you like? A crazy, crazy, crazy notion. Reporters who do their jobs. Crazy. 
But you don't really believe that's possible. I gotta go. I gotta go. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. You do? Absolutely. So, is anyone doing it? Sure. Who? Fox News. Gotta go. Fox News are your. Well, that's interesting. He could not get service in his uniform. Brian, meanwhile, was warming to his anti-Islam theme with stories from the right-wing blogs, recycling reports of a soldier being refused service by a Muslim shopkeeper. So here you got Sharia law in our convenience stores in the United States of America. You'll be denied service if you are an infidel American in uniform if a Muslim is running the shop. Also got a story uh, from credible sources indicating, if you can believe this, that the ambassador to Egypt did not allow the Marines who were responsible to provide security for the embassy in Cairo, she did not allow them to carry live ammo. I've since checked Brian's facts. The U.S. State Department told me the story about the Marines was untrue. And of course, Sharia law does not involve shopkeepers turning away soldiers. But when it comes to Islam, Brian's a man on a mission. This administration has a very naive and foolish view of Islam. I think they try to convince themselves that it is a religion of peace, and it is not. In my judgment, it's, it's a religion of violence. It's a religion of war. It's a religion of, of death. It's not a religion of peace. And, and that means that you have to protect yourself when you're in an environment where, there, where Islam is at work. You have to be prepared to protect yourself, protect your soil, and protect your citizens. But where, we, where does that we, leave we American Muslims? If you say that, I mean... How do you mean, where does, where does it leave them? Well, what are they supposed to do? I mean, you know, if you say their religion, these are American citizens, mm -hmm. is a religion of violence. I mean, you know, do you want them to go away, or do you, I mean... Well, we would like them to convert to Christianity. Brian invited me to his hometown, Tupelo, Mississippi, in America's Deep South, the heart of the Bible Belt. We know what the agenda of the Muslim Brotherhood is. Their goal is eliminating and destroying Western civilization. It's the extent to which they take their freedom of speech that ends up surprising you here, because in every conversation you'll have, you ask them something expecting a, a diplomatic answer, but they're just blunt and they don't care about who might be offended by their view. When I listen to a lot of the people on the radio here, I can't help feeling if you want to be a politician, go into politics, do it properly, get elected or campaign. Um, but don't masquerade as somebody trying to give the truth when you're actually varnishing it. You know, this Muslim protest is not just sort of coincidental. It's very deliberate. It's part of a, a long-range plan that the Muslim nations have to try to criminalize any criticism of Islam. A prominent civil rights group, the Southern Poverty Law Center, has accused Brian's organization of hate speech. Like Give me a little color. Yeah. A little rouge. Do you mean to sound anti-Islam? I mean, in Britain, we probably call you are anti-Islam. I am pro-Muslim, but I am anti-Islam. How do you reconcile that? Well, I want Muslims to leave the darkness and the deception of Islam and come into the light.
I don't want to see them live in a culture that treats women like this, second-class citizens who can be killed to preserve the honor of the family. I don't like to see that. I hate to see that. Explore the intersection of... When Brian goes on air, his reach is now beyond the radio, as the show also runs on cable TV and the web. Now, here's your host, Brian Fisher. Hi, and welcome to Focal Point. I want to turn our attention and welcome Krishnan Guru Murthy to the program. What I want to know from your listeners is why do you believe everything that Brian tells you but you don't believe in the other media? Are you converting, are you changing minds, or are you just reinforcing what people already think? Okay, well, let's uh, see if our listeners can give uh, Krishnan uh, some feedback about why you listen to Focal Point, and <laughs> do you believe anything that I tell you, and if you do believe what I tell you, why? Shannon, why do you listen to Focal Point? It's truth. You speak the truth. You represent the heart of America. The people that listen to this radio station, we are the heart that keeps America beating. And that's why I listen. But Shannon, how, how do you know it's the truth? How, how do you know when Brian tells you something that he hasn't told you a version of it? It's real simple, Christian, and I don't know if you can understand this, okay? I'll try. When you are saying nothing, you are in reality saying something. I listen to CNN, you know what they tell me? Uh, we have no bias. We are just bringing you the facts. But you know what? They're not bringing us the facts. They're bringing us a biased point of view. Uh, Paul Wilmington, North Carolina. I uh, have a very strong set of values which I base my life on and the decisions that I made. I think we share some of the similar values. Back with more. Stay with us. People listen because they share the values that I present, and then what I do is give them information that strengthens those values, that confirms that those values are worth believing and trusting. You know, disagreement is not uh, hatred. Truth is not hate speech. And I'll believe that and say that till the day I die. That's great. All right, well, let's see. Now, this, uh, this little gizmo here, this is a pretty slick deal. This is a rangefinder. Right. There's no doubt Brian's combination of avunculous style and biting rhetoric makes for compelling radio. And the bond with his audience is based on faith. So it makes sense that where he leads, they follow. Yeah, I did that on purpose. It's kind of a bank shot there. Did you remember a time when the debate was so heated? There's really a lot at stake. And, and people understand that. I think, essentially, the survival of Western civilization is what's at stake. If I say things that hurt people's feelings because they've got, uh, they've got a worldview that's out of alignment with the truth, then that doesn't trouble me because I'm helping them. The key to them being able to move forward in life is getting their mind aligned with the truth. Talk radio has become the preacher's pulpit, and millions are tuning in. But open bias has come at a heavy cost, contaminating all broadcasters. Impartiality in America is increasingly seen as impossible, and I've never seen the media as a whole less trusted. If you've enjoyed this week's Unreported World podcast and want to further explore the internationally available programme archive, visit the website at channel4.com slash unreportedworld. Here you'll also find information on how to join us on Twitter and Facebook, feature articles, video extras and more. Next week, Jonathan Miller investigates Indonesia's tobacco kids. 
Until then, from me, Krishnan Guru Murthy, goodbye. <laughs>